0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning it is Monday here you. on Church Boy oh. Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's up, everybody? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel gay. Eh? Welcome to episode 168. I uh, hope you guys have had an amazing week. Have an amazing September. You know what I'm saying? Interestingly enough. For a lot of you guys around the world, maybe it's starting to get colder. um, But in San Diego and like Southern California alike, September is actually the hottest month of the year, like consistently every year. And we get like wildfires and stuff like that. So it is burning. Um, And it like, well, thank God it rained this past weekend because that was kind of weird. But yeah, because you know, we get a lot of fires and stuff like that. And if you've been affected by the fire, um, definitely make sure. We as a community be praying out to people who, who be affected by some fires and stuff like that. But um, yeah, welcome to episode 168. Um, we got Bible study um, later today. It's Monday. It's September 12th. We have Bible study today at 530 Pacific time. Um, today we're going to be talking about spiritual wisdom versus um, worldly wisdom. Um, this is definitely a topic that I love to talk about because it's something that it's, it's a idea that was introduced to me rather recently and it's always been in scripture, but it's just something that I never really understood fully. And I'm really excited to talk about it. And the main thing I want everyone to get from this, uh, this episode is, and I, it's actually something that I've talked about on the podcast. Um, like we're going to be reading from first Corinthians chapter one, um, verse sorry chapter one and chapter two i know verses we yeah we we do that um so yeah i've talked about it before it's really leaning into this idea of like the revelation of the holy spirit and you know understanding things of god in a spiritual sense as opposed to using our worldly wisdom to know and understand god i'm very excited to talk about it it's one of my favorite um topics to talk about um but yeah you know what i'm saying um yeah, I hope you guys have had a good week, you know. Um I'm really excited to talk about what we're gonna talk about today. Um, so let's just get straight to it, man. So basically I'm back in school, like a lot of us are back in school. And, you know, for a lot of you that know me personally, I'm someone that juggles a lot of things at once. Um, just with work, with school, with responsibilities at church, with unassociated, and then some other things that I, you know, don't publicly talk about and one habit of mind just full transparency i think one of the biggest obstacles in my life one of the biggest enemies in my life it's no longer like lust and pornography masturbation i told you guys you know god has delivered me from those things man over two years by now if you guys like god is great like just know if you're someone who's struggled with those things just know you are free if you have christ and you can stop, like, do understand that I'm, I'm a walking testimony of it. Two years. Um, nevertheless, I would say that the biggest enemy that I face right now is self-pity and sulking. And, you know, at this point in time, with me juggling a lot, it's always this battle to make sure that I keep my head up and not get overwhelmed by the amount of tasks that I have to complete in a day. Um, you know, one problem in this area, one problem in that area, feeling like I can't give my all in this area because I have to distribute my time and my energy and my creativity with something else and so on and so forth. And then I feel very overwhelmed. Then I start to sulk. and then I start to have all this self pity and then I become paralyzed in it. I fall into this pit, you know, it's depressing, it's sad and so on and so forth. And yeah, that um, is something that definitely been a cycle in my life, but God has been trying to bring me out of it. So if that is something that you have been going through, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm really hoping that this episode can be a blessing to you. Also, before I get started, you know, I do have this goal of mine to really teach more theology as well. I mean, It's one of the reasons why I started seminary school because you know, it's, it's always great to have these messages that teach you how to apply teachings to life and how to walk the Christian life. Those always need to be presented. Um, and in addition to that, I think that is very important for us to know theology, to know scripture, to know anything, really. You know what I'm saying? Concerning, um, you know, knowledge of the Bible and knowledge of, of God in a more like theological or academic sense. And mind you, I'm only a second year into um, seminary school, but I do have some knowledge and I do have resources to gain knowledge, um, that I would just, it makes me, it puts me in a position to where I can really, I really want to be a resource to some people. So I have not talked about this function in a long time, but it is a function that has been existing for years now. It's called Ask Church Boy. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on this podcast, if you have a topic suggestion that you want me to talk about on this podcast, please, um, feel free. Go to www.unassociated.com/askchurchboy and submit that question. You could even do like a video, not a video, like an audio. I forgot what it is, but he's like it's like a video audio like um, input as well. Like, ask me a question, man. Like, it's definitely been on my heart because I recognize that it seems like there are some issues that are just constantly a battle for some Christians to talk about. Um, and one thing that I think I'm gonna have to talk about and like it's it's something that I've touched on in like uh, uh, in some episodes but I haven't really dedicated an entire episode to it I think that realistically an issue that's always like messing with young people and people not really knowing how to how to uh, feel about it or navigate around it is homosexuality and like everything with the LGBTQ plus community and so, so on and so forth and You know, it's always a touchy subject, but a part of me is thinking that, like, if unassociated is really going to be that resource to people, you know, then we have to have those conversations that could be uncomfortable to some people. Whether it's a conversation about abortion or it's a conversation about um, um, homosexuality or it's a conversation about um, what's another hot topic? Um, Any other hot topic you could think of. Let's make that space. Let's make that space to talk about these things. Um, but anyways, anyways. www.unassociated.com/slash/askchurchboy. Submit your questions, and I'll answer them to the best of my ability. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to this episode. Let's. I'm gonna take you guys back to. Um, <clears throat> Okay, I'm first gonna take you guys back to when I got to college, and then I'm gonna take you guys back to this like story I have from elementary that the Holy Spirit reminded me of when I was coming up with this message. So, um fast forward or rewind back to like high school. You know, I'm I'm in high school and like I'm excelling in school. Like school was never super hard for me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I ended up graduating high school with a four point four. I know that's not the biggest that anybody's ever heard of, but this is you know, four point four is like talk your talk, you know. And, you know, like school was not super challenging to me until I got to Calculus AB and Calculus AB whooped me. And to this day, like I like really like when I saw calculus, when I went through that class and I got on on the other side. But excuse me, when I went through that class, like it took away all of the type of um, desire to do math ever again. I was actually good at math. My SAT score wasn't that great, but like the math section was my best section. I was really good at math, um, but after I took calculus, like I didn't want to take math again. Furthermore, I was always a smart kid, right? But then when I got to um, when I got to UCLA and realized that I wasn't the smartest kid. Or, like, I wasn't the hardest working kid. Like, it's kind of weird how, like, don't get me wrong. I shouldn't have been trying to identify myself with anything but Christ. And that's part of my testimony. But nevertheless, it was interesting to me how... Um, similar to how, like, I stopped, you know, really caring about math when I faced a challenge that was calculus AB. I stopped really caring about like pushing myself when I started to see people who worked harder than me and who were smarter than me. So I started to like, you know, not put my all into like academia and instead just try to work smarter rather than harder and stuff like that. That's what we call it. Um, and you know, as I was like talking about this episode, Uh, uh, another, another account that the Holy Spirit brought up to me was back when I was in elementary school. Like this has just been a pattern through my life, um, where I, whenever I met with a challenge or I met with an obstacle that I feel like I can't defeat rather than just trying to rise up to the challenge or rather than just trying to, um, really be patient with myself to get better at it. I kind of just whimper down, like, you know what I'm saying? And I back down and like, I kind of quit in some type of sense. Um, in elementary school is the earliest I can remember doing something like this or actually there's probably other things but I, I think this one's really important because you know there was a time where Emmanuel like the one that you see in front of you loved to run I love to race like track I wasn't like on a track team or nothing like that but out at my elementary school we would um there was this like track that like You know just a straight track so all of the kids would race all the way down and come all the way back And like you know when you go all the way down all the way back like you know that's the race and stuff like that And I would dust everybody when I tell you I was fast I don't know why Maybe this is just you know Nigerian the evil blood in me I don't know what it is I was just I was dusting people I was so fast It was like two other guys that were actually like you know pretty fast you know, I, I forgot what uh, one of them's name is. But, like, I still, we kind of were, like, at the same a little bit. But, like, other than that, nobody else could touch us. But there was this one guy. This one Ghanaian guy, man. Um, and to this day, his name his name is Kwabina. You know, we ended up being friends and everything like that. But his name is Kwabina. Or Kwabina. I don't know how to pronounce it. But we just called him Kwabina. Um, and, you know, everyone knew that Emmanuel... And Quabina is like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever those two race, because, you know, we wasn't in the same class, so we never really saw saw each other for the fade or nothing like that. But everyone knew that when Emmanuel and Quabina line it up that day, we really going to know who the fastest kid in school is, right? So the day finally came. I was probably like in like the third grade or something like that. And we had, like, a joint class PE session for whatever reason, and we lined it up. He knew what was up, and I knew what was up. <laughs> when I tell you, my heart was racing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, teacher says, one, two, three, go. Boom. We both go. We're ahead of everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so there were some people that was, you know, keeping up and whatnot, but it's just me and Kwabina. Me and Kwabina and when i tell you i'm running the hardest that i possibly can and this guy is just ahead of me he's not dusting me because don't get it twisted but like he's just ahead of me it's just like that and i'm like dang but i didn't lose hope you know because when you get to the end of the track and you come back when you get to the end of the track There's, like, a classroom there that everybody touches that and then runs all the way back, right? But when you touch it, what I always used to do to give me, like, a a little speed boost, I would push off the wall. It's not cheating. Everybody does it. I push off the wall, and and I was a little strong for my age. So, like, you know, when I push off the wall, I'd have that, like, extra boost. And I thought, you know, all right, you know, it's cool. We get to the wall. I'm going to boost off the wall, and it's going to be good. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be close, but it's going to be good. When I tell you I boosted off that wall, Quabino was still ahead of me. I tell you. I didn't know what to do. So I ran my hardest, and Quabina beat me, and I was hurt. I was heartbroken. Can I tell you something? To this day, I've never run on that track again in my life. <laughs> I have never run again on that track in my life. It was done. I didn't race anymore. What's racing? I didn't. And it just goes to show that throughout my entire life, wherever this originated from or not, Throughout my entire life, when I have been met with something that I genuinely thought, this is too much for me, I have a bad habit of rather than rising up to the challenge, rather than just you know being patient with myself, let's get better, let's work at this, let's keep on going, let's push ourselves, let's challenge ourselves, I am more inclined, and I'll be real with you, I am more inclined to whimper down, I am more inclined to just quit altogether and just not do it because it's stressing me out. That's what I do. But God has a problem with that. And like I told you, God likes to mature us. And when he likes to mature us, he's going to give us those diverse trials and tribulations. And God's not always satisfied. Like some of us, you know, we're sometimes we get satisfied with our growth and we get satisfied with where we are in life. And we, we can't even imagine being more mature or more, you know, um, whether it's more mature or more skillful at something than we are now. But God can which is the reason why he sends diverse trials. And we think, why are these here? But they're really there to make us better. And we need to be careful not to make make sure that we're not quitting. We need to be careful to make sure that we're not whimpering down. Because God did not send those trials for us to whimper down. He sent those trials for us to rise up to the challenge. With him, holding his hand, because he's the one that's going to get us through. God's been maturing me. God's been challenging me you know i've talked about it before in this in this um on a, on one podcast episode before about the difference between a natural response and a supernatural response you see we go through life and we go through all of these you know trials and tribulations and a lot of the times the natural response is to be sad when things don't go our way we just got shocked with some type of failure or some type of issue. Our natural response is to be in distress, is to be dismayed, is to be discouraged, is to quit maybe even. But the reality is, as believers, we have been called, we are being We are being implored to have supernatural responses to things. We are being implored to be more intentional about our responses. You see, we have to understand that just because we're doing something and this is our natural reaction does not mean it is justified for us being children of God. Our old man has passed away and we are a new creation. We have a new nature. We have the holy spirit in us which means that we operate differently than the world a lot of us and this is not where i wanted to go but a lot of us still are looking to the world for benchmarks on where we should be in life or we're looking to the world on what's normal in the world and you know i'm going through this situation a lot of people go through the situation it's normal to feel this way so i'm going to feel this way i remember when i was in school when fi- well i'm still in school but when i was back at um ucla When it was final season, everybody would be stressed out and people would be like, oh, yeah. You ask somebody how you're doing, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's finals. And like that was supposed to mean that I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm stressed out. But it's like, you know, part of me as a believer, I was thinking to myself, what is that supposed to mean to me? It's final season. Yeah, sure. But just because everybody else is stressed out doesn't mean that I have to be stressed out. Doesn't mean that you have to be stressed out. Because we serve the God that gives us peace that surpasses understanding. We serve the God of peace. You see, when 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 we are told that one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace, then that means that our peace comes from the fact that the Holy Spirit is within us. It doesn't come from the fact of whether we have tests or not lined up. You know, sometimes we think that our responses, you know, everybody else's responses to something is... It's okay for us to respond just how, like, how everybody else responds. Sorry, it's taking me a minute to get that out. (laughs) But we we have the tendency to think that, you know, this is normal. It's normal to feel this way. It's normal to respond with sadness and grief. And don't get me wrong. Sure, you can feel those emotions. But as children of God, we should be cognizant. We should understand that we can acknowledge that God is with us. So things change. Things are different. We are expected to respond supernaturally because we're going to look at Exodus chapter three and Exodus chapter four. Two different instances, but it's the same conversation that God had with Moses. And Moses had natural reactions. Moses had reasonable concerns. But God needed Moses to understand that things are different when I'm the one that's with you. Things are different when I'm the one that sends you. Things are different when I'm the captain of your life. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 3, starting at verse 7. And this is God calling Moses, first calling Moses to, um, you know, go to Pharaoh and tell him to set the children of Israel free. So, um, starting at verse 7, the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up to the land of a good and large land um, from that land to a good and large land to a land flowing with milk and honey to a place for the Canaanites Um, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, all the sites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, um, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, this is verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Mm, doesn't that sound familiar? Verse twelve. So he said, I will certainly be with you. This is what God said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I will, uh, that I have sent to you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Excuse me. We're gonna read chapter four in a second, but may God bless hearing we understand his word in Jesus' name. and pray. Amen. Moses, you know, is being told that, hey, you're going to go to Pharaoh. You're going to do this great big thing and telling him to let the people go. And his reaction, his response to what God was calling him to do is like, who am I to go and tell Pharaoh anything, let alone to let the children of Israel go? Who am I to lead these people out of this land? And isn't that what we ask ourselves when God brings a challenge in front of us. So when God calls to something big, we ask ourselves, who are we to accomplish something like this? Who are we? What type of qualifications? How am I supposed to be able to do something like this? All these things that got lined up for the next four months with school and juggling all these different things. I have that tendency to rather than rise up to the challenge to just shrink back and say, oh my gosh, you know what? That's just too much for me. I have that tendency to say, you know, even though God has told me that this is your burden to bear, this is your cross to bear, get up and pick it up and do what you got to do. I still am saying, oh, who am I? to do all of this juggle all of this how am i supposed to be able to do all of this if this was somebody else they wouldn't be able to do all of this matter of fact when i tell other people all the stuff that i'm juggling at the same time they tell me oh my gosh wow that must be so hard so it's all so hard guy like how am i supposed to be able to do this but god's response to you is like god's response to moses i will certainly be with you do understand ladies and gentlemen never take god of the out of the equation we do that so naturally We do that so naturally, which is the reason why we don't depend on our natural reactions. We have to be intentional with our responses. Now, when that challenge comes up, it's not just you versus the challenge. It is you being empowered by God in order to defeat the challenge that is in front of you or in order to endure the challenge that is in front of you. Moses said, who am I that I should lead the children of Israel out of, of Egypt? And who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and say anything before him? And God says, I will certainly be with you. Let's look at verse um, chapter four. So at verse nine, it says, and it shall be. If they do not believe even those two signs or listen to your voice, this is God speaking, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither neither before nor since you have spoken to your servants. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind have not I the Lord. Now therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and and teach you what you shall, shall say. Mm. It's one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible. Because ultimately what's being communicated is that if God has called you to it, he will equip you with everything you need in order to do it. If you are insecure. About whether or not you were the person, you were the right person that God has called to do this task. I need you to understand that God makes you into the right person in order to do a task. Submit to him. Humble yourself to him. Humble yourself to the process of being molded into that individual. That means going through the smaller trials and tribulations that prepare you for the bigger trials and tribulations. It means conquering the smaller things in order to conquer the big thing. It means being faithful over the little things so then you can be faithful over the big things when it's given to you. God makes you what you need to be. It's not that he just called you to something that's bigger than you and said that you're going to have to figure out how to do it. And if you fail, then it's all on you. No. Moses said... I can't talk. And God said, who's the one that made man's mouth? In fact, who's the one that made it so even the men that can't talk can't talk and the ones that can't see can't see and the ones that are deaf can't hear? God is the one that has given everybody the ability or even not the ability. Surely he can be the one to give me the ability to give you the ability to do everything that he has called you, ordained you to do but if you just continue to have this life this perspective where you're allowing your feelings and your natural your natural reactions to guide your life rather than the truth that God is with you then you're never going to want to give anything your all you're never going to want to try you're never going to want to you're never going to actually be confident in the areas that you ought to be confident and ultimately that comes from a place of distrust in God Or ignoring God's role in your life. God is the one that's going to give you the skill. He's the one that's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to be the one to give you the intelligence. He's going to be the one to give you the strength to accomplish all of the tasks that he puts in front of you. That's what you need to know. So don't be afraid to rise up to the challenge. If I saw Quabina today, I I tell him no 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 don't sit down, come out to the street. <laughs> We're racing. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? We're racing. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Episode 162. You can watch. You can listen to that episode later. We're racing. That's just. It's just what it has to happen. My uncle's been taking me to golf uh, since he's been here. Shout out to my uncle. So I'm trying to learn how to golf and stuff like that. And, like, you know, at first I sucked, and I still look he sucked, but, like, I'm getting better. And, you know, I've really just been trying to be patient with myself. Like, this is me, like, applying what I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? I have to be patient with myself. Okay, I suck right now, but if I just keep on working on technique, I'm going to get better, you know, rather than quitting because I hit the ball into the gutter. Who cares? You'll buy another one. But yeah, ladies and gents, you know, like I I don't know who this is, who's really who really needs this, man. But I know I really needed it. You know, like rise up to the challenge. You probably thought you couldn't do it, but you can do it, and you're gonna really shock yourself. You know, um, with that, with with accomplishing this task, do it. God's put it on your plate. God's backing you. Do it. You have what it takes. You know, something I always like to remind myself. And it really helps me stay grounded is that I tell God when I pray to God, I am nothing without you because I am nothing without God. But I've also been encouraged to now add a second part to when I pray that is I'm nothing without you, God, but I am everything that I need to be with you. And I encourage you take that, say that with you, say that to yourself, say that to God, I am nothing without you, but I am everything that I need to be with you any given moment that's what it looks like to truly put your faith in him and rely on him and depend on him to get you through every day through every trial and tribulation through every challenge he's there he is a very present help in a time of trouble in the time of trials in a time of pain god is there so yeah let's pray father god thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for this word. Thank you for your help. And I pray please help us to always acknowledge that present help that you give us, Lord. To always acknowledge that we are nothing without you, but with you, oh, we are everything that we need to be because of what you give us, the gifts you give us, the blessings you give us, the strength, the intelligence, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the self-control, the fruits of the spirit, the so on and so forth. Oh God, you equipped those that you call, And by faith, Lord, we walk in that, Lord Jesus. Even after we stumble, even after we fail, that one thing, oh, God, if we know that you have called us to it, Lord, we're going to get back up. We're going to be patient with ourselves. We're going to humble ourselves to your discipline, to your chastisement, to your training, to the diverse trials that you have sent to make us perfect and complete. That's what we're going to do, Lord. So, Father, as we go out into this week, Lord Jesus, go before us, oh, God. Give us victory in all things. Help us, Father God, to push ourselves to rise up to the challenge. We're not going to whimper down, Lord. When the quabinas of life come and beat us in a race, we're not going to quit. We're going to race again. We're going to just continue to improve. We're going to continue to be patient with ourselves. We're going to get better and better and better. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Amen. I love you guys. I'll see you at Bible Study tonight. Don't forget www.unassociate.com slash ask church boy if you want me to cover any questions, any topic suggestions. Love you guys. Peace.